Welcome to day negative two of the new Olaf Scholz regime. They're already performing uh, asymmetrical warfare against dissident podcasts, just attempting to have a good laugh about uh, certain members of the of the of the regime. That honestly, in our analysis, are praazing the dear leader Olaf Schultz, but maybe maybe they don't get yeah they didn't, humor. I, I think that they didn't understand it, so um we recorded this episode once already before, and the um s p d s you know uh, uh agents elite cyber yeah, unit yeah got in high the level mic- attack infiltrated yeah. the corner spatey servers, yeah, there they, were all these strange noises of just like. Don't proceed any further. You're getting too, too close. Exactly. We didn't know it then, but we had the dirt on the <laughs> <Yeah>. new <laughs> general secretary, yeah. and they couldn't release it. But I we're did now in a high security location. I did figure out how, again. how politics works. Pretty. Open you realize when you've made some powerful enemies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's Figured just it like it's, it's just like how they how they did it to my man Jeffrey Epstein, and you know everyone else in the U.S. who's just you know fighting the good fight. Uh, everyone at the January 6th thing. That's what they do when they kill you. They take you to Huffenzi. Exactly. <laughs> you just live there. You yeah. get to, it's like, you know, you live out the rest of your life as comfortably off the state's dime. Exactly. That was part of the deal uh, for getting no Bavarian ministers. Is they're like, well, you get the prison industry for political dissidents. <laughs> there was a flight, as people pointed out, from uh, New York to Rammstein Air Base the night Jeffrey Epstein died. <laughs> and I just like to assume they flew him out to Germany, and he's now like he's the minister he's, for. He's, uh, <laughs> he's at that. Uh, he's at that hospital on the. Uh, is it Kimsey where Bob Marley went to? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, he's yeah, he's, he's there <laughs> doing alternative medicine. Well, the thing is, though, if they weren't if they weren't afraid, they wouldn't be targeting us like this. So it means we're doing our job as yeah, podcasters. We're getting close. We're, we're speaking truth to power. Exactly. So we're giving this a second go. Yep. And uh, the SPD, the new the new regime, uh, will not silence us. They can't, you know, or else, um, you know, uh, we'll find other means of releasing this info out uh, uh, to our dear listeners. You yeah. know, all of Germany. Flash mobs, for example. Yeah. The ways that the yeah the, the ways that the Germans will understand it die-ins. Flash mobs. <laughs> I, would, I would love to do a die-in against we, Olaf. We Schultz. will airdrop <laughs> floppy disks with this recording over occupied territory. <laughs> yeah. So, hey, hey, hey! Welcome to your weekly corner spatey. It's myself, Nick, joined with Rob. Hey. And Yo. we have a special guest now for the the unofficial fifth or sixth time. The official one less of that. Fifth appearance with an asterisk beside yeah. it. It's going to be like a little bit of a controversy yeah. for the record books. Yeah, We got Ted from Spaßbremse. And uh, we sat down and watched the uh, Kevin Kunert documentary that uh, aired on CDF. And, uh, but before that, as Rob did point out, we were entering, you know, uh, we were in year zero of... of uh, <laughs> Whatever the Olaf Scholz regime we want to call, yeah. I'm assuming that you had something for it. So no, we're living in that zone. That's all. <laughs> that <was it. laughs> 
And yeah, I guess we can just do a little short reaction thing of uh, of the like. I mean, we did briefly kind of talk about ministers that have been named. I think mm-hmm. on the last episode, but well, um, the main the main the main reason we're here is is to recap on our endless hours, which we've now invested two more hours in <laughs> <laughs> of watching one of the finest productions that German public television's ever made. That's true. Yeah. I I mean, when I watched it, I did feel like I made some breakthroughs about how the SPD works <laughs> that I'm happy to share in more condensed form than I did the first yeah, time yeah. around. Kevin Kunit. He did it. He, he did it. He did it. He rode that elevator up and down the atrium of the Willy Brandt house until <laughs> he rose so high that he's now what's his job? General secretary. General secretary. Comrade. Comrade Kunit oh, is wow. now general secretary. <laughs> I'm standing up and applauding for him. Yeah, I won't be the last one. To, you know, I, I heard, be seen to be the last. I, yeah, I heard stop. that exactly. I heard the first person who stops clapping for Kevin Kuno gets sent away. Mm, to, they get a fucking cigarette put out in their fucking forehead. <laughs> 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 he smokes a lot of cigs, folks. Yeah. No, I think um, the documentary, uh, which goes from 2018, so like it was the Hessian uh, Landtag results. So after. Kevin Kuhnert has like made a name for himself leading this big charge with the Usos against the, the Groco up through the last election. So it does a pretty good job of, you know, w- like within Kevin Kuhnert's story, I think also reflecting a bit of the dynamics of the SPD. And although I think we, we specifically myself uh, thinking things like Olaf Schultz did nine 11, Olaf Schultz did the great reset between that and what's coming out of the screen at me, I feel like we put together a little bit of a, a narrative of the SPD and how like basically how a political party is supposed to annoy on. You know, we hear a lot about that. Yeah. And this is like literally how they're going about doing it. This is the the, the gears in motion. Because the start of the thing is just SPDs getting rocked right yeah. and left. Every yeah. election is a new low, lowest ever yeah. result. And it just every time there's a new election, that's just all you hear. It's def- and it's Kevin, thing- Kevin is there and he's yeah. like, but one man, what if one man had an idea? <laughs> yeah, his name was Olaf Scholz. <laughs> uh, yeah, it definitely starts out with the uh, like um, the bad movie uh, just cycling through newsreels, you know, of like uh, the SPD has an all-time lowest, you know, result in the Europa uh, or whatever, the what is it, local Hessische Landtagswahl or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, for those who don't know, you know, for those who aren't SPD heads like we all are, um, the SPD had their low, lowest results. No, sorry, not lowest results. Um, lowest approval rating before that uh, since like Anglis was a member of the party in like the 18, uh, 1870s or whatever. And uh, this then kind of after the, the previous Bundestagswahl, uh, the, the previous f- federal elections, the SPD just kept like just hemorrhaging uh, support and votes, and was actually pretty unlikely that they were going to do well this election, where they're now you know coming in and leading the government. So um, they pulled it out, yeah. <laughs> and so it really is kind of a not like yeah. I mean, it is so much. I mean, it's a journey through then the protagonist of Kevy, yeah. But through then the sense of how this party just is kind of like, I don't know changing in the most like just the laziest lamest way possible <laughs> yeah i mean so like what is the message here about what the spd did or like did they do because that that's what to me was missing <laughs> is like is is there the numbers that they get 
change over the course of this. Mm-hmm. But like, as a lot of people are saying, like, did did Schultz, did they like, did they do anything really here or not? I mean, like, is it a slight, is it a slight move to the left that like heaven sort of helped encourage? Is that like, is that what kind of prompted them to do better this time? Because it looked like they were in sort of free fall for a while. People... People then thought, oh, wow, they're making this really bold move to the left. And as we'll get in with the internal elections, mm-hmm. the party leadership. But yeah. like, but like where? Yeah. Like what? Like what's the message here about the SPD? Because the, the documentary is called Kevin Kunert und die SPD. Yeah. So like they clearly want to like use him to tell a story about the party. And obviously the viewer now knows the ending that like Comrade Schultz is now <laughs> leading the whatever Rob called it. Generalissimo Schultz is what I call it. <laughs> the the zone, I believe you called it, but yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, I think that's a good question. So what I want to do before I get to my theory of the Trinity, which is coming back. All right, thank goodness. I'm happy that we don't get to lose that. Is like, yeah, what role does we have in, in these dynamics? What, what role does Kev, the person of Kevin Kurnett play? What role is the like a left revival intersect with that and also the SPD in general and the new government. And then like, how does, how is this all mediated by the media or like the narrative of politics in general? And I mean that specifically in the documentary, which is despite it's like grading (laughs) slog of a so boring and awful, awful, but presents a certain fascinating I said before, it's like if Dish Beagle made the metaverse, like you're just watching him smoke a cigarette again and then another gray Berlin day and then more people standing around another staring at Monte bottle piled up on <laughs> the stack. There's something just, through yeah. the repetition where I feel like it gets broken down. Like you can kind of see, I see the ones and zeros going on in the SPD is, is my point. And, and with that also to reflect on like, we haven't properly talked about Kevin Kuhnert on this podcast. Um, like, how do we as leftist podcasters relate to Kevin? The I, see my, of the SPD I, I see myself as Kevy, you know, <laughs> well, that's, I, uh, that's, I, uh, I don't well, know about you is, guys. Is that because he, uh, he said you should indict in, uh, um, Mercedes or because he, uh, walks like a penguin Both. <laughs> or because I mean, he's a shorts guy. <laughs> I'm not really a shorts guy, so that's not it. It's, uh, I don't know. It's just the general. You're from Arizona, so I was like, maybe there's something. Oh, uh, there. I was that kid who would like wear jeans during the middle of summer. Oh, so you're like, well, I guess like a jeans guy in summer in Arizona is kind of like a shorts guy in winter in the north of the country. It's just the jeans, uh, shorts just don't look. So good. you're like a, you're like a, you're like the same type of guy just in a different climate. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. It, I I still defend it. It makes sense. <laughs> but no, Kevy, um, I appreciate. Like there's there's a general level of of swag that you have to have to just somehow be like uh, somehow one of the most uninteresting people that you could ever make a documentary about yet manage them to do what four hours worth the three and three and a half hours worth six episodes of about 45 minutes. each. Yeah. 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 Um, I, uh, I I I find it just like. And it, the thing that's actually really funny is that it's not even the film itself that then just shows because it's like his his transformation into then the entity that he is in the party of now being, you know, the general secretary of it. Yeah, you kind of have to tell it back to front, right? The story doesn't yeah. make sense unless, you know, the ending. And when, when they made it, we didn't know he was general secretary, but like, yeah, you knew he was going to have a prominent role because he like it starts with him being like the new left energy of the party. He's mm-hmm. going to like 
he's going to really change it. But then you know from this perspective that he's cozied up to Olaf Scholz, who yeah. he actively opposes at, at one point in the mm-hmm. in the documentary for party leadership, and then also said he doesn't support the Indignant campaign. Exactly. The, like, the new socialist energy of the SPD, you know he kind of gives in and becomes part of the party machinery. Yeah, and there's... And, there's the thing that we're bearing the lead a little bit for pro- some of our non-German listeners, probably. But well, yeah, this is we have to excavate from that perspective. I think you can excavate what exactly Kevy means for the SPD and any new youthful left, you know, trying to change things in this country or don't. Well, well, does he? Yeah. Does he mean anything? Does he mean just his own trajectory? Does he mean anything's changed in the SPD or does he just is the newest, latest iteration of this machine at work where you fake left to like do well in the USOs, the young socialist, the youth wing of the SPD. You fake left to succeed there, knowing that's a pipeline to power the same way Olaf Scholz did. And you do that. And then in your maturation process as a politician, you then move more and more to the center. And it's not because you're sacrificing your principles. It's because... To realize your principles, you have to make compromises. And then you compromise until there's nothing left of the principles. Because I think there never were any. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that, I mean, I would maybe disagree with the last point that you make, that there isn't any. Because I think that someone like Kevin Kunat or Olaf Scholz or any of these people who've done this lefty to, to centrist um, push, um, I think it is... I think that their politics where they come from when they're younger are legitimately genuine. I don't think it's like as like this like calculated thing. The thing that I just find incredibly odd is how um I guess it puts two things into perspective. One is that Kevin Kunat comes off as probably probably the most disingenuous one because his turn is the, like within a year. You know, yeah. he goes from being this crazy leftist like remember like in Jack- his defense Olaf Schultz did the Great Reset and brought Corona, <laughs> which crashed down the whole political, the previous political system, and we're living in a new age of politics. Should we just have it? We have we have, we haven't we we don't have okay. the insight. Uh, I'll, that, I'll, that I'll, I'll save that for later. Um, okay, sh- let's let's but, let's go through. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah. So um, the thing is that um, I I I genuinely do think that then like people like Olaf Schultz or Kevin Kunat have had these politics, you know, young coming up, this and that and that. Um, I think at one side it shows that then that the SPD perceives this as being like you can be young and naive and this and that and that, but whatever. But um, I think it also just shows to the general dynamic of how parties in Germany work of these very top down institutions. Kevin Kunat's personal politics may actually be different from then his public politics, for all we know. But there's kind of that discussion then of like, do you want to move up in the party? Or do you want to, like, you know, stay as, you know, whatever? And it's very clear that then the people who are immediately willing to, um, you know, compromise, because whether then either they're, like, I mean, it could be two, two, two different types of people, right? Like, one could just be that then, like, I see politics as a way that then I can, you know, do change, or I just want to get, you know, more power. You know, those two could be true. But. Yeah, and, and and the way they work too is like everything is internal facing. Like all of the climbing has to do 
with how you're perceived within the party and what your party constituency is, yeah. not actually an outside constituency. Whereas like in the US, you'll have people who aren't really liked in the institutional party, but they have to kind of pay them respect because a certain constituency of voters loves them. Yeah. And that gives you this outside source of power that is very hard to emulate in the German system. And so you just chase internal sources of power. And that's why you have to go a little left when you're young because the power base of the USOs is more left-leaning than the party mm-hmm. as a whole. But then once you graduate from that, you then need to make amends with the rest of it. And I, I get your point about how, like, maybe there was something there. Maybe, maybe you know, there are some principles and those get so buried. But again, to the point that maybe yeah. that's not that relevant. But, like, um, I thought this was really important in the, the second interview. Maybe this will come into Rob's timeline. But, like, the SPD is kind of hurting and then, and then Kunit gives this interview to Zeit of talking about what socialism means to him and I think talks mm. about like expropriating BMW yeah. or like cool shit. Yeah, yeah. Which which would be sweet. Like Yeah. Um yeah we, we can we can jump into that because Yeah, I think that's kind of the crux of it, right? I mean the the documentary opens with like yeah, like we said, the Hessian uh local elections, but like the tone or like the 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 dynamic immediately is Kevin uh, the people I've, I've been referring to because I forget their names is the the Kevin Orbiters who are like I guess USOs elected oh, like, or paid functionaries like Benny like yeah like Benny yeah <laughs> yeah the whole the whole thing kind of has the plot <laughs> arc of, of an in infomercial where like you're at the start of it and everything's in black and white and like are you sick of <laughs> losing elections and having your worst ever party result yeah, yeah, yeah. just try Kevin Kunit and then like at yeah. the end of it you're like happy and like your onion slice is working really Kevin well <laughs> so that's the that's the docu that's the dynamic because he meets with some Abgeordnete I forget uh, in the first. I wrote down a bunch of names. I'm not going to remember which one uh, in the first episode. And it leads towards him uh, having a little bit of a frenemy discussion with uh, Nales Andreas. Yeah. Andre yeah. Nales, um, the then head of the party. Um, they talk about pig castration and then she gets, and then they kind of, you know, My diss each band. other on stage, <laughs> diss each other on stage. And like, so it's this whole dynamic of like, Oh, the, the 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 person or like the force that represents dissent within the SPD is all more and more concentrated within Kevin Kunat. Like, oh, if something bad happens in the SPD, let's go to Kevin and see what he has to say. And I understand that. I think it, it plays a dual function. And I think the media is very important in this because it allows for like Kevin's uh, the, the line Kunat says all the time is like, you can't just keep saying things have to change. Like that's not enough to say things have to change. And, but like, his line, his thing seems to be the one to say, the one to point out that you can't just keep saying that, but then still just also, the yeah, party. also do nothing also, about yeah, it. I mean, because yeah, you know, nothing, like, but it's, it's a way to, to sound do? like the smart and like critical voice. If you're just like everyone saying things need to change, but we actually need to change them, then you're like, you're a dissenter within the party, yeah. but. Yeah, like you said, it's not actually doing I, anything. I think the poll of dissent, I'd be curious what you two think about this in the German system sp- specifically, because we were comparing Kurnot a little bit to Pete Buttigieg because they both have bad documentaries. This is, I think, yeah, a very, a very nice framing of this. There's uh-huh. like American listeners. Is like, is Pete Buttigieg the AO, sorry, is Kevin Kurnot the AOC or the Pete Buttigieg of Germany? Mm-hmm. Now, I, I take the AOC stance because whatever their personal politics, I think how they function through the media and the way the media like, like, you know, continues or like, um, reproduces the German political system because like 
ultimately they're both media creations. And th- this is what I reflect back to like as mostly, you know, consuming, especially in 2019, uh, consuming media to like figure out, okay, well, who's, who's good. What's the, what's optimistic. What's the right direction. What's the wrong direction. In 2019, Kevin Kuhnert was like, Hey, you know, I don't know. He's pissing the right people off. Yeah. That's, I was very, very good. sympathetic to him. Like now I'm sick of him, but I remember being like, maybe this guy's kind of cool. Like, yeah, yeah seems like sure. he should be in D I don't really get why he's in the SPD, <laughs> but like, damn, I mean, if the SPD does like form around his ideology, that would that be would sick. Be but I think if, if you can say we were duped, the reason you're duped is because that's kind of the whole, like, that's kind of the media's game. I mean, again, I'm using media in a very broad sense. It just mean like all political discussion um, that's not like on the ground, like all political almost ideology. Like if you're like, well, I think this, I think that. The, the reason you know whether to cheer for Kevin or not cheer for Kevin is based on quotes he's giving to the media. And then you're like, you know, whether it's whether you consume it on Twitter or directly in the in the news articles or like. You know, you know people who hate him, so like, of course, now you like him. Like, that's all—it's all prepared for you. It's kind it's of a like way of making up. teams for you to root it's, for. It's food yeah. all chewed up by the the mama bird, and then you're just just getting it fed down into you, and you either like. I like it or I don't like it. Yeah, because when he actually like says some kind of radical stuff in the interview, it's an absolute like. Um, what do they say in German? And shit storm? Is that the, is that the local <laughs> term? I've heard that. I've yeah, heard that yeah. I, I heard clusterfuck is now a term. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. Is, is now a term. I hope, I'm going to say clusterfuck. So, but it Word literally is that use. because like, like FOTS, like the kind of right wing business paper, like goes nuts about him. They show a bunch of other headlines. You know, he's getting a bunch of mean tweets. And yeah. on his, he he has a heads up tweet yeah. display the whole the whole this, episode. No, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. everything's blowing up in his being, face. Being in this like, is does make me feel like I want to live in a Twitter space. Like I just <laughs> like just sitting there and just tweets yeah. are flashing in front of. Rob my eyes. ends up yeah. Rob ends up in the like uh, the 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 like socialist versus Nazis uh, Twitter mm-hmm. space. Yeah, <laughs> defending Kevin Kuhnert. Yeah, and then the SPD itself. Some of the older party leadership also distances itself and so like i think yeah this this plays the media role you're talking about where it like it kind of delineates it and it's like oh if you're kind of a young like left-leaning person who maybe would think about like uh is a little more left than like the spd but then it like gives you a camp to cheer for in there so yeah, it, yeah, yeah, in yeah. a way even though he's getting bashed it brings you into the party because like right, you said right, he's right, making right, the right, right enemies but i think for him because he did experience a kind of disciplining effect of this and he looks you know, it's a documentary. It's tough to know how people are reacting. But he does look kind of rattled mm-hmm. throughout these scenes. And it's so, yeah, it does two things. It gives somebody to root for and like this sort of credible thing like, wow, there's this like rising left that's a threat to the old order. And also it punishes him and disciplines him to say, don't mm-hmm. step outside the bounds here. You can talk about wanting to, you know, improve social justice, but like doing any kind of expropriation or nationalization is completely off the table and the media will punish you for yeah. that. Two birds with one tweet. It's it's also it's all the more grating because that all happens in the context of the Europa Val, yeah. the European Europa elections. Is the and we got and Kevin was being a real team player. He's out there campaigning. He's out there saying things like, you know, I really think that this European elections is just is going to be as important as any German Bundestag election. That's right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> And the most laughable thing I've ever he was, heard. He was, there's lots of shots of him campaigning. Like you see him and like Olaf Scholz at the same, uh, you know, in front of the same church and, and you see him and other SPD functionaries at the same little town square. Um, you do see one uh, minister of drip. Oh, I'm just going to give you a second in case yeah, you want to talk was, about him. Yeah, that was my favorite part <laughs> of the documentary. 
of there is you see him for about six seconds. Oh, but you see him. Yeah. And he wants you to see him. Um, all the ministers are walking past, led by, you know. In front of like a church, like they're in some town, like old town yeah. uh, center. They're all being led by Olaf Scholz, which is actually kind of funny that they're being led by him because at this mm. point of time, he's not the head of the. He's never was the head of the party. No. And he no. was not the Bundestag's, uh, the, the, the Bundeskanzler candidate. So they just. You like, can tell he has a plan throughout yeah. the whole thing. Even back in 2018, he's got this little smug smirk on his face. Yeah. <laughs> he's got it all laid yeah. out. Come December 2019, we'll see what happens. Mm. But um, yeah, so uh, we see my man, Heiko Maas, just looking good. And he sees the camera <laughs> and he very clearly tries to think. I think he thinks that the camera's for him and just like clearly like tries to, you know. When you're Heiko Maas, the camera's him. always for you. <laughs> it is. Very clearly tries to like uh, fake that he wasn't trying to wave and then like like rubs his nose and adjusts his glasses. Do yeah. you follow him on Instagram? I should, shouldn't I? Yeah, he's got... It seems like... Does a, he look, is, it, is it good? There's some good ones there, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do that. But Heiko Moss let us know, like, he he was there, he needed to be seen, and he was seen. Yeah. Star of the show, in my humble opinion. <laughs> he's, he's a scene stealer. And because it was during the, the Europa like, all of the, like, um, it was even more inane, the, like, I think Kevin's going to, I think Kuna's comments are going to alienate voters and make us lose this election. It's like, it doesn't fucking matter in the first place. He's wearing the cringiest like Europe hoodie oh, with the different colored God, stars. Yeah. It's one of the ugliest like, things like, I've ever seen. <laughs> but like, because it's so, it's like bait, right? Because like the comments are so ridiculous that where they're like, oh, he's ruining the party at its most fragile time, you know, before the 2019 European elections. And because it's so stupid, at least me, I feel more triggered to be like, fuck you, this is so fucking dumb, who cares? Why he said something right, you know? It's almost like, you know, bait, as, as, us, as us internet users should be well aware and, of. And he like, but in this, what I saw is like, he does have a weird, has like a type of charisma, which like I think is just graded against the German political class, <laughs> is just like, if you're just like, the kind of guy who would be like, I don't know, the vice president of your high school junior class or something like has about as much not, charisma uh, as he does. Senior but like, class president or oh, whatever okay. it's called. Right, maybe, right. Uh, I mean, he can like hold a speech and he like kind of, he actually can like use cadence. Like he can, his voice goes his up and are down. Good. Yeah, like they're nothing special, but like he at least knows the basics of like how to get people going slightly and doesn't just speak in a flat monotone like all of like. And so he does that and he goes to this little pub in what was it like Oberberg and Ave like this little this like oh yeah 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 it's like in the, one of the opening scenes I think maybe in the second episode and then he's getting there he's kind of getting these old school like old SPD voters of like what you um what you imagine like the SPD like heartland type voter would be like a late worker to early retiree in an industri- post industrial part of NRV and like they do kind of get up to him and they connect and he's like and he's like, yeah, he's like glad handing and doing all this. And he gets back in the car. I forget what he says, but he's like, oh, like, man, these people like like they're all just like country <laughs> yeah. bumpkins and like and like just not, not worthy of not, his like attention. It's I like, well, this kind of is yeah, your party. I need a cigarette. Like, and he just wanted to bring that the the, the white haired German SPD gilf back <laughs> with him. 
it's like it's like if if you're in the SPD and you don't like a 62 year old former Ige Metal worker who lives in NRV, you're like in the wrong that party. is your party. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, that is that is that is the SPD Hochberg. Yeah, of, like that's never not going to go to a different party. But it, but Kevin but Kuna seems particularly good at that's what's so strange because even though he's like claiming to be this like radical uh, voice, you know, challenging the party structure, it seems what he's best at is kind of like feeding feeding the media. Um, maybe you know at least making even if they none of them like him like. Kind of talking to people behind the scenes. He's a good and retail like climbing, politician in like a way. Climbing that like, the term I don't think exists in German, but like if it did, he would be that. Einkaufspolitiker, but like Einzelhandelspolitiker, which is like why I'm still confused. What exactly the role the media plays in this? Because if you climb up in the party, you gotta yeah make friends and make alliances, whatever within the machine, but. There, there's one person in particular from Der Spiegel. I forget his name, but he just like mm. he 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 looks like a like a person who gives you quests, perhaps in a game. Like he kind of like floats up to Kevin sometimes. Yeah, he's definitely a, a more important NPC. <laughs> he has. I, do you remember his name? You if if you've watched it, you're gonna. He's a guy with the glasses, and he yeah. just like he has several. I guess what off the record interviews with yeah, yeah. with Kevin Kuna. Like, and Kevin is like pretty open. Like he just starts going yeah. off about like this person sucks, that's annoying, yeah. this is going nowhere, or whatever. And seeing th- that, those were some of the most interesting interactions of it because he seems to like thrive the most in that in, in those scenes of yeah. like feeding the media. And I mean, that's maybe a little bit of a look behind the curtain when you realize this like, part of the reason he's, he, he was able to stay in the news and dominate the headlines for like, what, a year and a half, mm-hmm. at least on one wing of, you know, the youth like wanting to be more left. Yeah, and the thing I think that like, that, that I know that I already said this to the group, but the people who are hearing this did not hear it. Of I thought the reason that those scenes were pretty interesting that they showed uh, with Kevy meeting with specifically the Spiegel reporters, and it kind of gave you a look into the eye of specifically how German politics works within the media landscape. Because at least the three of us who are from the U.S., the method of how it's kind of done is that, like, especially under the Biden administration, is that like you know, uh, Jen Psaki just comes says something you know, feeds it off to journalists. They're like, wow, oh, insider info. And then they just kind of run with that. And it's pretty, like, local politics has more of a deep relationship, I think, between politicians. And not necessarily media, but people who can get information out, where um, in Germany, it's very kind of like this big open, not even secret. that Ball pit. Yeah, yeah. That that every party kind of has their dude that they or their their person that they have a good relationship with. So every every mate like we've done an episode before on on Bid and on Axel Springer about how close they are to the CDU. That Bid is literally the CDU's line as a as a publication, and other papers, for example, like maybe uh, Focus, I think has 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 pretty good ends with the Greens. Spiegel more, more so with the SPD. There's definitely like uh, like leaks in germany of news happen in a much different way that they're kind of just like fed openly through politicians or members of parties just giving it to their guy like everything it's just more institutional yeah exactly just like there's just a a setup and like i think that that's true in the u.s and like a small very like clicky dc thing but it also ties into what we were saying about the parties whereas like someone can come and like disrupt the republican party if you're like an extremely charismatic like 
lawnmower or like lawn fertilizer salesman, the biggest lawn fertilizer salesman in Missouri, you win the Senate, you mm. take over the party. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like there's this media frenzy around you and you didn't really need to play the Washington inside baseball thing to get there. Yeah. Well, because I, the Democrats, power base. yeah, the Democrats Germany on not. the other hand, too, though, like 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 so the Republicans are very open of who can join the party to the fact that then after 2016 was just like having some open neo-Nazis just be like, yeah, like this shit's cool. I'm going to run. And they didn't really they, they don't have a party mechanism of taking care of that. The Democrats have like, you know, a, a little bit more of a centralized platform. But Germany is that in order to do anything, you have to be a fucking member of the USOs. Or the, you have or to the, know like yeah. everything in Germany when you're like 12 years old that yeah. you want to do it. Like yeah. it's insane. Nerd shit. <laughs> yeah. Which I think then like feeds into like you're never going to have a normal person be a politician. Like I don't think you do anywhere because it attracts weird yeah. people. But like especially in a system where you have to be like I want to be in the Bundestag when you're like before you 13 go through years puberty, old. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's what, just so weird. What I forgot in this is in the first episode is the most interesting montage of the uh, series because the series is very notably in this part of why it sucks <laughs> unless you're trying to like use it to analyze the SPD. There's like no context. There's no social context of like, yeah. how did Kevin get these beliefs? Or like, what is the new generation thinking and what experiences have they had? What are the social them- conditions in Germany like, that need a, like a bolder nothing. left politics? There's a little yeah. bit on the Hotzfeier protests. Um, in the second yeah, third episode? but it's not. It's like a minute. It's only serves as a redemption arc for yeah. the SPD. It's not actually something to like help people. Yeah, and so it's like it creates this like nauseating effect where you were literally just hyper focused on, uh, oh, who said what? What? What is the headline? Is this uh, is this good? Is this bad? Who's up in the polls? What's and it's like like you I, again. W- what I mean by say when I say is you can see the like media machinations. You're just like there's no skin on the fucking Terminator. You're just you're just seeing the gleam, but. The one montage that's interesting, because there's only two, I think, in the very first episode, is it's like the the tone of the like film as a text is like, this is very serious, look at them fight. And then there's like a minute montage of like all these past USOS leaders talking about all the like how radical they want to be, and it shows you um Schröder, it shows you um Schultz. Shorts, like, yeah. and they're just kind of you know they're saying the the same shit that Kevin's saying now. It's so like it just in this little bit of time just undercuts everything. I mean, I guess it was on purpose, but like it's like oh, so the, the, it feels this like all burying the lead though. Like that's like that is the like that to me that should be the thesis. Of yeah, it, yeah. Right? It, was, like, it was randomly tucked in there. In yeah, the first and it's like. No, it's good you caught that, right? Because that's like the self fulfilling prophecy. That is the thing, the- and that's what I feel like that would be such a more interesting way to do it that like German public TV wouldn't do because like it's the job of the media everywhere I think this goes for US and Germany to have no sense of the past mm-hmm. just living in the eternal present of like yeah. this well, guy Kevin's here but like showing like wow why is there this arc and like will will Kevin break with the arc or mm-hmm. is he the real deal that's actually going to change the SPD that would be a very fascinating framing for a documentary series that we do not get at all but I think so we have to remember that the that the vehicle for these how does the how does politics work in Germany? The vehicle is the fucking media. It's on. We watched it on ARD. Like they, so they all they can do is report on is frame things in a way that that be like, well, we're the most important. We're greasing the wheels here, and that's actually true to some extent. They're like, you know, pouring grease, making sure the whole party system turns along. But like in their framing, they become the ones who like 
sorry, now I'll explain the Trinity because for them, it is not necessarily a tension. It's uh, between Olaf Scholz, the like conservative head of the party or the conservative wing of the party and Kevin Kuhnert, the youth wing of the party. It is literally some father, son, Shows Gucci. <laughs> no fucking house of Gucci. <laughs> the father, the son, and the Holy Ghost is literally like the media being like, we're the ones who like guide you through all of this. This is how, this is what completes the whole circle. And like, what I mean by that is like, Kurnot will win, like whether he wins or loses or triumphs or fails, it's all like the media, like it has to be understandable or digestible in the terms that like are set forth by the fucking German media, which itself is, you know, a fucking state apparatus, right? Oh yeah. I mean, you know, uh, put on my, my, my little, my, my little, my, my little Gramsci cap gonna, you know, analyze, yeah. uh, but cause it's state. like, Oh yeah, you can, you can be against it, but like you kind of have to like, yeah, your character, the character select screen is already predetermined. Like, yeah. And, and so it's like, Politics is only understandable on their terms, basically. Yeah, I um, I I think that you uh as well kind of a a, a uh, and the same goes for AOC in in its own way in the God US. damn it! Now you got me thinking about the the sense of of the AOC Pete Buttigieg thing, and please, the only please, thing that went it. through my head I was talk that about AOC. is that um. Kevin Kunut is AOC in the streets, people to judge in the sheets. <laughs> and I mean this in the sense that uh, on the surface, he wants to perceive himself as very progressive, but to himself and to the people he's close to, he is very much a kind of, I wouldn't say as hyper-calculated as, as people to judge is, people to judge from what you've shared of the documentary to me is an absolute psychopath. I think Pete's just worse at hiding it. Uh, well, I, was, I mean, yeah. you have to be pretty calculated to be <laughs> like, Kevin so, Kunit. Yeah. You don't just mean they're both gay. Like what are you no, trying to say? Was no, 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 no. <laughs> I know that's why I have to explain it because I realized that then Pete Buttigieg, the most, one, the most uncharismatic person on the face of the earth, then making him also the most uncharismatic gay man makes me then always forget that he is gay. <laughs> but it, it's weird because it's like the German media, I guess, seems like it's more cognizant of the fact that like it's new types and there's just a new iteration of every type of guy. And that's what the yeah. montage Rob says. Where it's like American media needs to present it like everyone's new. Like like tr- there's never been a Trump before. There's never been an AOC before. There's never been a, the first mayor. Like they always yeah. say, you know, like, and so <laughs> it's like, judge. There, were, there was never a mayor before. Baby. Bürgermeister Pete. I don't, so I'm no media historian expert, but I would put just throwing it out there. Like this is the dominant mode because it might change and it might have changed after the great reset of off shows like this comes from like the 60s basically where they created a politics of narration where it's like the rising rising up and comers that completely get folded back into the system and like it's no surprise it's no coincidence that so many fucking media members in Germany especially higher ups are just like old whatever student radicals you know and it's like we invented this shit or like at least talking about this shit yeah of course we can talk about you doing it too and we'll get you a lot of clicks buddy yeah I um I think too though to the thing of Germany of that the 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 difference in media landscape does come back to the fact that they people always say this thing that the Germans are much more focused on party rather than candidate, which is like partially true, partially not. Mackel definitely is like the antithesis of that. But um 
I wonder how much someone like a Kevin Kunak can actually then like be interesting to someone who's so used to party politics because he isn't interesting. You know, Germany can't have... I think the reason for it is because there's never someone who comes along who's like actually interesting in this, you know, in, in entirely in this country. Like, yeah, some local people are like, yeah, some buffoons from like the AFD or whatever who like go to Poland to get a haircut or some shit. Well, the but, whole system's designed to, to eradicate and expel any interesting person from it. Yeah, exactly. Every incentive so, is against being interesting. Yeah, and the thing that then... the of of why this documentary is so bad of using uh Kevin as kind of a catalyst for the issues within the SPD is that he doesn't really have like that much of a person like while he isn't dislikable like I I don't I don't I don't have a problem I don't hate him. Kevin no. Kuna like it's not like Pete Buttigieg I I have an axe to grind with because he's so horrible Kevin Kunert, you can just easily point to the sense of like, yeah, young dude got involved in politics. He thinks that this, this is the way of doing it, and he's willing to make his compromises there. End of story. Like, you could have told me that in 30 minutes, and I could have read a few news headlines. There's nothing more interesting about him. Like, chain smoking is not interesting. His love of Mio Mata is not interesting. What else is there? He seems to be, have, like, be pretty friendly with the people around him, kind of awkward, you know, not not charismatic gives one speech about a red sock like i just i i, I oh, did getting there his, his finest moment yeah <laughs> yeah i mean again i think he is charismatic relative to what people expect like i mean they like people adore him like they're always coming up and like he has all these fans and like i mean he put up like he put putting up like you know North Korea numbers when he gets reelected to head the <laughs> USOs eighty eight point five nine percent into yeah. the twenty nineteen election. Well, he got the USOs. Like, he did make the USOs feel like we're important. Speaking yeah, of North so Korea, but when you see him bump into people, they're like, "Wow, Kevin!" Even yeah. older people feel the need to yeah. like like kiss the ring, and so like, which I, I find interesting. I've. I, I doubt that he never went to a meeting with like a party elder who like coached him. They never show you that. Mm. He's always doing the coaching. He's always the like main guy. And like maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that never happens. Maybe there's no like communication where like the elder party leadership tries to sort of I bring that, in the newer generation. But it must have happened. And the only time you really see him speaking to that there's a consultation session going on between an older politician and him is when he's talking to Walter Boyan's um, Norbert Wasser Boyans and Taskia Eskin, the the two that um, the heads of the, the, party. the two heads of the party that he was backing over Olaf Scholz, like quite intensely, really didn't want Olaf Scholz to win. He's backing these two who are a little more left wing. He's coaching them on like how to act and what to say, and basically like giving them PR training. This kid, half their age, being like yeah. act this way, do this, and He's at one Jesus point, when like when Mary loses him at the <laughs> at the temple, <laughs> at one point he puts his fingers on the side of his mouth like uh, like the joker does when he's saying <laughs> yes. smile he brings up his mouth his smile to make it wider and wider yeah. and goes lust 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 <laughs> like have some excitement like show you're excited but, and like doing the joker smile like telling these old boring stale politicians to act excited yeah. and it's like if that's the state that's, of your party yeah yeah Holy shit. But yeah. I didn't know what to make of that. Is it like just for the camera where he gets to... I think it... I, I legitimately think that that scene, while maybe like a little bit like, you know, embellished, I genuinely think that there's like older members in the SPD, particularly these two, who are like, yeah, like you said, from the, from the, the further left, further left, the, the left wing part of the party. 
and are um yeah have no idea how to talk to a person like normally and seem to be aware of it i mean if you're the head of the oldest party in germany and at that time the second largest i guess when this got released the, the largest like and you're being shown on national television how to, to be coached by a kid <laughs> for how to smile like holy shit that's embarrassing like yeah, I, like, yeah. <laughs> so you know in the u.s they would have brought in liz smith and you know yeah there like, would have been like there's no yeah there's no real liz smith to this benny really, yeah you, benny doesn't have the swag no 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 yeah you can't yeah. i am so glad that 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 type of person doesn't exist in the politics of germany because you know what kind of person they would be though. i think they probably there's probably someone who has the similar job but they don't exist as a media construct because there was not like a west wing here which i think yeah. or they created the media. this well, mm-hmm. not like with the same. I mean, people here yeah. watch the West Wing and think it's very highbrow, like and like they're like I think the West Wing created this need for like the behind the scenes, like I guess like the David Axelrod type character, or like the guy that the Carl Rove, like like this this like puppet master, and like people love that character mm-hmm. in the U.S. and it. They didn't try to make a version of that in this yeah. documentary. Like Benny does not, his comms director <laughs> yeah. does not have it. <laughs> he's just his pal. He yeah, just he's just his buddy. He's <laughs> a nice guy. Yeah, Benny and Kevin are laugh. just like. Yeah, I think the thing at the end of it too is that like, it's it's actually quite the thing that I think is actually the nicest thing of the documentary, which you will never see in a U.S. thing, is that Kevin has actual friends, like. I know that I'm like, like, kind of like jumping the gun, but when, when, when Kevin, he, he doesn't have any, he's alone in his photos on no, his no, 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 what I don't see his, those are his coworkers with the useless. No, no, no. But at the end, so after that, like, I mean, I'm, I'm jumping the gun all the way to the end of the thing, but when he has like the victory thing, Trampling he ends up at a small bar with his like close friends and stuff like that. You we would know that they're not Usos. <laughs> they're, pay, they're fucking paid Usos actor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Party actors. But you know but I mean? But the, the, the thing that is kind of the thing that then in hindsight, I actually think is really funny of that, that you would never, ever, ever see in like, uh, at the American, I, I I know it's kind of silly to continuously compare this to the U.S., but I think that just you, my brain is on on Pete vibe since you mentioned that you also watched it. People just probably has no friends, you oh, know. Almost certainly, yeah. I mean, Kevin, Kevin Kuna, Kuna, to his the, credit, is not a repellent individual. You have to yeah, get rid of your friends. I will go on the record. It's like how swimmers shave their legs. No, but that's the thing. Yeah, that's the thing that's so funny. It's like Germany, like as bad, like as as bad as you want to think that Kevin could at the end of the day, like there is something that then's quite interesting that German politics still like allows you to be a normal person to some regard. Like you can, but like, that's sort of part of his charm, right? And I think that's why they emphasize the cigarettes and the mio mate. <laughs> yeah, you do the same thing. thing. Yeah, exactly. You probably it's do. It's like a dog whistle. <laughs> yeah. you live in Berlin. They're like, like damn, you little, I do you that. little pig. Yeah. This guy, he's chill. Kevy is a, is a Berlin born and born and raised. Um, yeah. He also we we skipped we we didn't go through his uh, bio, but um, not or he didn't he doesn't have a bachelor's degree. I think he went he was going to the um, what's the fan uni in like. Hagen or something. Oh, the, the Nina Hagen University. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He I was going know. there, and he was like doing some internships at the Bundestag. So far cry from the the PhD, the doctors yeah. <laughs> of the other parties. Um, it's funny they don't emphasize that very much. In no, the they, like they say like once. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. Um, I just want to catch us up on the timeline so that people have some context for what we're talking about. There's no context. After the Europa 
there's the big question of will Kevin run and that talk about it, like a media narrative. Like they're just like pushing it. Like, are you going to challenge? Are you going to run for head of the party? Cause uh, now this steps down after the disappointing result yeah. in the 2019 European elections. So party then, leadership is up for grabs. Will Kevin seize the moment? There's a lot of, <laughs> there's a lot of people asking him and he's deflecting the question. There's some woman who like says, we're going to run together. <laughs> like, I don't know. Who she. I forget her name, but like apparently she just done that before. And then there's like kind of an awkward scene of them talking like kind of like hey uh, oh yeah we're friends and then he's like no i'm not i'm not running with her <laughs> no new friends no new friends so he he does his big they leave you on a cliffhanger he does his big video message sent out to the USO saying he won't run but his pick are these two um Eskin eskin and wait i always mess up his name Vajan, Norbo, 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 Vajan Norbo, yeah. yeah um who run as a bit of the left alternative it's so annoying because germans will have hyphenated first names and hyphenated <laughs> last names and yeah. so i'm always like wait fuck if there's one in the middle i'm like does that belong uh-huh. to the I first one or forgot. the second kevin could yeah. actually is openly gay uh, yeah yeah wait why did no why did they like like why did the documentary like not like do like you know like they just because like, there's they, nothing about his life it's I just know, about but that's who, the thing what is the that, headlines like, are i mean the thing to is be like, fair that wasn't the like such a big deal. I mean, they, they do focus more he on came him as out a politician because the Pete Buttigieg one is just a series of him getting a ton of credit for being the first out candidate while going, I don't want to get credit for being the first out candidate. But yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. he's just like in the classic like Ivy League humble bragging fashion using saying, I don't want to be known for this as an, a way to get known for that. Yeah. And so okay. like that was. That was no, like half of that documentary. But at least this one is more focused This is the on thing that then, again, too, of a difference of German politics to the U.S. is that that's something that then I remember like seeing as like a, a thing, what, 2017, 2018, whatever that like, you know, he like, he, like gave, yeah, because he gave an interview in Siegesäule. And I, uh, yeah, I mean, just like whatever. Uh, never harping on that once, which then is in the timeline of this. Uh, just uh, before. Yeah. But still, like the fact of that, then it's like I I would say kind of a big deal for, uh, in the era of politics that we're in, especially in Germany too. Like I think people are like quite unfair to look at this country of what, uh, the country's attitudes towards homosexuality are. Like I don't know, kind of like a a weird like you want to make him a personable character, and then you just kind of like scrub out one of like the main points it would have been interesting to know more about his views yeah exactly yeah but again it would have to show anything about his life or why he might hold left-wing opinions or anything it's it's like (laughs) he has friends for for granted that he's this character like you kind of have to know who the media construct of kevin kunert is before you watch this to make any sense of it and it's like yeah it's like filling in the blanks of a story you already know it's not really telling it's not really telling a new one and like and when you know it, it just like it betrays the whole point of the documentary, because like you were saying, Rob, he's like all in for for Walter Boyans and Eskin, and he's going and like he at one moment thinks that Schultz and I forget who Schultz ran with, but Schultz and Co. thinks they won, and he's like super dismayed. And then when he finds out that his preferred picks won, he's like, it like the the episode ends, he's like fist pumping, he's like mm-hmm. hugging his friends, and he's like, we did it, we did it, we did it. But by the time you're watching this now, you know that neither of them became chancellor candidate. And Olaf <laughs> Schultz is the one that triumphs in the end, even yeah. though he didn't win the party leadership. He becomes the candidate. And so it's like, what was the point of this great internal struggle that's like one of the main conflict points of the entire series? 
What's the point of showing that as an important mm-hmm. event if you know that in the end it didn't actually matter to the direction of the party because Schultz won the <laughs> chancellor candidate, which is like to me more important. Yeah, they don't have much to say about it because they kind of like go through the fall of Kevin, perhaps if we can call it that, because he also gets elected to. Um, he's like on the one of the heads of the parties. There's like five or something. I forget what the like not the leaders, but then he's on the the, the fucking central committee. What's it called? I don't know. I think just the central <laughs> committee. It seems like <laughs> just like a giant CV bloating scam. There's all yeah. these things that well, sound he was really important. Against like chancellor candidate, like secretary Wasn't general, the head of like, the USOs. He was running for. Like no, no, he was running against Hubertus Heil for like maybe stellvertretende general secretary or something. Yeah. And then they both won. Like they nominated both of them. Hubertus Heil from uh, those who listen to our gorillas episode, uh, got a, got a repeat. He's back in the labor ministry. So yeah, the only, the he's, only, uh, repeat minister, he's right? Doing something right. Nice. Good for <laughs> Is him. he the only repeat? Yeah. No. At the same yeah. position? At the same position. I mean, Schultz is obviously repeat. Yeah, of course. But, but not uh, not repeat, not holding on to the same position. Defending champion, defending his spot. Damn. Okay, cool. I mean, not <laughs> yeah. cool. Horrible. Who bears this big boy? Damn. He's, a, he's a big boy. Um, round boy. Oh, and, yeah. But, I mean, but, yeah, it really but, shows no, you the... Psycho Moss isn't... Damn it. Gone. He has yeah, to step down for... Uh, Baerbach. Baerbach's going to do the yeah. cold war He's, he's going to be in a, in a, a big, um, just like racks and racks of clothes instead of a field Dude, he's living it's large like, now he's got uh he's got the movie star girlfriend he's got the the drip he's he's, much taller than him which is always so yeah funny. Yeah. yeah like they're Swag. like he, he's got his life lined up yeah i'm waiting for the i'm waiting for the uh the the um like what the fashion line he comes out with i'm still oh dude <laughs> yes all right, we can't keep getting derailed by heiko moss the <laughs> documentary release portrays both eskin and um Walter Boyan's win as like an upset. I wasn't following it closely enough to remember. Um, and Kevin's kind of entry, because I think he technically got slightly more votes than Heil, um, as also a bit of an upset. So like, not only is it this great, like, oh my God, they're cheering, but it's like, they're going to fucking take over the party. Like they did it. They've like, they beat the big bad Olaf Scholz. That's certainly the yeah. The they made it almost tone. like a Corbin like takeover yep. moment or something like yep. that. And it's like it just isn't like. And the the crescendo being Kevin's Rota Zalkin speech. This, if anyone wants, you couldn't to you couldn't help it. yourself but stand up and cheer at this <laughs> yeah. one. It was. I mean, it wasn't that. Honestly, it didn't. It didn't make that much sense because he's like he holds up the red sock. Well, what is like, the red? Yeah, explain this the red. Is, this sock, has been maybe? used to like. Uh, red bait our party and yeah. say like we're secretly communists. I don't remember. I remember for PDS and Dilinka, but I, I mean, off the top of my head, I don't know a, a famous case with the SPD. But yeah, it means like oh, you're secretly, you know, it's it's the red scare stuff. And then the point of his speech is like we shouldn't run away away from this. We shouldn't run, run away from our values. And it's like all right, damn. But then the analogy he goes with in the speech is that he turns the red sock inside out, and there's a blue sock, and he's like the fucking fucking your feet cheese get get on get on the blue side of the sock and the blue is closer to the the feet cheese is supposed to be like the right wing or something and then they're the ones touching the blue sock but like then that analogy means so the red blue blue being the afd or what's the blue i thought the blue is the city ooh and they're the ones that the that the your gross feet get all over we, we might have to watch the it sock again. Is it's surrounded on both sides by gross stuff <laughs> yeah, like it's, yeah the inside of your shoe <laughs> is or, it nice yeah like, yeah 
And so the analogy being like, okay, well, the SPD is the red part of the sock is still kind of close to the right wing, just further away from the CDU. I don't know. I didn't get it. But he did throw it into the crowd. So that was pretty hype. Yeah. All the, all the stinky mold, the, 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 <laughs> the foot cheese mold. I would love to eat Kevin's <laughs> case of voice. <laughs> Uh, and he always says like we I guess we have to have to emphasize this just in the context of the speech right he ends them like quite quite uh, you know he, he kind of sums it up and then he goes Liebe Genossen und Genossen and then yeah. like, oh, yeah. slaps the podium yeah. and then like fin- you know finishes out with like his last little line but it's funny because like that's the word in German that would be like comrade in like the, yep. the leftist sense like like sometimes people would translate as like kamerad, but that's like what the military would say and has like yep, a right wing yep. connotation. So when they say like the SPD, like through and through neoliberal party is calling each other comrades. Still. It's so funny. To this day. It would be like, it would be like, like referring to Olaf Scholz as like, <laughs> it would be like being like, hello, comrade Biden, like unironically. Yeah, honestly. Uh, there is a when scene. I, yeah, when I, when I end up meeting Olaf Scholz, like I said, because on the previous episode, like, you know, him and I have just been this like chiefing it up lately. I'll call him uh, Ganassa next time. There's a scene of uh, Kurnut and other SPD members singing the, uh, the international, some of them with their fists up. That will be in an Adam Curtis documentary within 15 years. <laughs> Harrowing. <laughs> Kunet raises his hand to support Hatsutsiben, and then (laughs) they they cut to him singing the Internationale. It's like Disney. You've got to keep making more. The people love it. We need more more Hots. Um, Unless people have anything else to say. Well, maybe should we? I have to. On the topic of Hots. Oh, oh yes, please. Well, I thought this was interesting because, like, they almost never talk about policy in this. Okay. Right? Yep. And so, like, it's, like you said, it's devoid of both policy and, like, personality which is a weird thing because normally you'd want to focus on one of the two and this just is sort of like i guess to keep keep hammering the p's here procedure and press um the pppps the pppps <laughs> and so the only time they talk about actually like a bold policy thing is when they're talking about getting rid of the hot sphere sanctions and like reforming agenda the sort of leaving the agenda 2010 minds up which was the neoliberal reforms that schroeder did last time the spd was in power and they say, Fünfzehn uh, Jahre Trauma, endlich vorbei. Fifteen years of trauma are finally gone. But the trauma is something the party did themselves. <laughs> they did these like neoliberal labor market yeah. reforms. And they're saying the trauma is over. And it's not like the their opponent party did something and now they're defeating it. They're just undoing their previous mistake. Yeah. And so it's like that you can't it, like it can't move forward. Like we were saying, it's a cycle, and everyone's mm-hmm. Im- embodied in this. And that is in the policy sense as well, right? Because the only policy the SPD can do is atoning for the policy they did before. They can't actually do anything new. And even in their debates over GroKo, because that's also how Kevin Kunitz stood out, leading like a very anti-GroKo thing in 2017, saying we shouldn't go into coalition with that the CDU again we should be our own party and it's just saying we made the mistake of being in GroKo before and now we need to end it so it's like the only time there's political discussion shown all it's doing is repudiating something the SPD did before yeah it's a real brutal myopia and it, it it's in the documentary and it's kind of I mean as much as we try to point it out it's kind of the sense in the fucking national culture or, or political community too it's like yeah you know oh it's new now new SPD Right, it's new, now. and it's new in the sense that what is it? Lars Klingbeil is now Ooh. in the Fawcett's, who's a Zeheimer Kreis, which is like the 
uh, what would it be like the DLC of mm. of the SPD. And so this like great victory for Walter Boyans and Eskin. Well, now it's a, a died in the wall right winger is yeah. in there too, and Schultz as chancellor. And so it's like what like what was this story all about? Like, what was the point? And, uh, it's pretty unclear, but Kevin's outfits do get better towards the end. <laughs> well, I, I, because, thought, I thought because he starts, Kevin loses his swag towards the end. He starts doing some awkward, he's trying to take campaign photos or videos. And like, he's in a park with like a selfie stick or what is he holding? Uh, he's one holding? of the yes. saddest things I've ever <laughs> seen. Yes. It, honestly, the Corona s- snatched Kevin's wig. It, it, it ended him, which is why, I have to I have to lay out my thesis that Olaf Scholz did order 66 and created Corona to stop again as the documentary showed us the meteoric rise of the left wing of the SPD. I'm just going to read two dates. Just right. I, I want to read them into the record. Uh, I'm not going to make any commentary on them. I'll I'll do some commentary right. on them. November 30th, 2019 is when we get the results of the SPD leadership election. December 1st, 2019. Uh, the first... How uh, many days are in November? Just 30, right? Yeah, That's so the, the next day, day okay, cool. the first symptoms are reported in Wuhan, China, of COVID-19. That's all. I think That's I think he I'm didn't want to win. I think he put the kid gloves on. It's like in the... It's like in the Dark Knight, right? Where like the Joker wants to get caught. Like that's part of his plan. <laughs> Schultz wanted to lose the leadership election, exactly, because that that set in that set in motion this process that he would rise to the top. My my point with Schultz is that everything I just said about how the media like that that's the way that this whole this whole game works. They grease the wheels. You choose whether to cheer or boo based on what the media serves up to you. But it all makes sure you stay in the same arena. That might all be thrown out the window because Olaf Scholz and Doctor, like, thanks to his great reset, has a new era of politics that's much more oriented around what kind of leverage do you have as a bureaucrat or your like position, um, and and less dependent on the media because there's such a overwhelming dominant media narrative of Corona, Corona, Corona all the time. So yeah, and Schultz Schultz knew he could emerge as the king. Being in the finance ministry, yes. entering in a new yes. era of German fiscal policy, yes. so he was like both the stable hand the, and the and the person who could lead Germany and Europe into he had the future. The last, uh, he had uh, it all set up. Uh, parachute before he blew up the plane. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not I, again. I'm joking. Yeah, but Olaf Scholz turning to uh, to uh, um, Walter. Uh, what is it? Norbert Walter Bornians. There must be one of us in the wreckage, brother. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that like um, you really think Kevin Swag gets worse over time. He had that sexy photo shoot. I think it's better. I, I, I think it gets better. Because <laughs> his, his sexy photo shoot was. Um, I think he's he's rudderless. Gremlin, what's his name? <laughs> so, uh, who's the CDU creepy looking kid? Oh, Philip Amtor. Yeah, yeah. He, oh, he yeah. We didn't talk about Amtor. Amtor makes an appearance in the doc. Yeah, he does. They have a photo shoot together. The most sympathetic Kevin appears the entire documentary because this fucking asshole comes he in. He makes the right enemies. That's <laughs> what he's. Yeah. Try, he does trying to be like. Charming and be like, da, 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 or like just this like Einschleimen. And then Kevin's like, doesn't give, he just doesn't Did you give make a up shit. the word. Did you make up a word Einschleimen? You can say that, right? It's a word. I think so. I, I learned Otherwise, a word I made today. it up. That's, I mean, I don't, I don't mind. He's real slime. It's a better, ang- it's a better imported word than clusterfuck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, keep yo, you, all right, keep yo, using, full Einschleimen. Cluster I'm sure is also like, he's trying to make this, he's Schleim trying to, live. He's, t- <laughs> 
he's trying to make um, conversation and he's like, oh, what's, what's with all the, the cameras? And he's like, yeah, it's for a documentary. He's like, oh yeah, I thought about doing that. And then Kevin's like, yeah, well, I did. <laughs> kind of. It's like, you can just tell them like what you want in, what you want out. Yep. And he's but like I, actually I'm not I'm sure. If he like, said yeah, I did. Uh, ARD totally approached me too, and I wanted. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. It was, it was a real was like, like they, they sure. actually approached me first, and I for sure, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, no, I don't know whether Kevin. I but I feel like it's it's like the bro, beginning of Corona, a documentary made about him, <laughs> which is I believe the fifth episode out of six. Like there's nothing to say, and it's like this long period where you like what eight months go by or something because Kevin can't be talking to the media. He can't be talking to his like little floating friend from Dish Spiegel and like talking about the gossip and like, you know, feeding the old, like doing that off the record uh, info trading. He like the game he, he was good at playing is no longer the game because Olaf Schultz switched up the rules on him. But he was looking good in the photo shoots and next <laughs> to the bricks was, wall. He was brick looking wall. good in the photo he, shoots. You can, tell, he, you can tell he thinks he looks good too because at one point he says... Of himself, looking at his photos, schlafzimmer blickmäßig, like uh, like bedroom eyes, like that's like oh. he's like calling himself sexy, and uh, so damn, I look good. Yeah, and I think that's <laughs> a little that changes a little. He's a little more awkward at the start. He's wearing shorts around the office, kind of dorky button downs. At the end, he's like got his little got his little jacket on, like he's got his photo shoots. He's in all the big magazines, but I think you're right. It's like where does he fit into German politics now? He's kind of just another guy in the machine now. He's Pretty high up in the machine. He's he's high up in the machine, but it's like, did his like youthful stardom like vault him enough that he's gonna actually be able to succeed and like rise to the top of the party, or is he just gonna be another kind of SPD guy that like fumbles around the Willy Brandt house back and forth and just sort of goes through the motions? Like, I think that he has a long career in this, and I do think that the explanation for the drip change okay. is um i'm being entirely serious of this right i think that olaf Scholz like made the party look better <laughs> no i like 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 the um for the campaign they all had like a pretty like standard look of what they looked like mm-hmm. and olaf Scholz is pretty notorious for wearing like one thing so either he like saw heiko and was like i see your thing i see what you're doing i want everyone to look that way at least, like, some level of formality and, like, you know. Swag. I think, swag yeah, word, swag. Yeah. Exactly. I legitimately think that then, like, Olaf Schwartz has, like, a swag policy for the SPD. I want to see the Heiko Maas documentary about, like, how he, <laughs> so how he yeah. saved the SPD I by see, increasing I wanna, the swag I want to see the Heiko do- Maas documentary, but the complete opposite proportion of, like, personal life to public life. I want to see, see, like... Six minutes of him in his like closet in the morning, like comparing suits. Yeah. I want to uh, see the. I want to see trying wanna, on different. Should I go with the? You should uh, say that all three of these guys are one point seven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, meters. Should I go with like, the, uh, these are the, these are some short, well dressed SPD kings. Yeah. This like trifecta. Should I go with the, uh, the 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 cracked eggshell or the spackled tortoise today? Exactly. <laughs> I uh, I want to see the. I want to see the. Uh, um, I guarantee you, guarantee you that Heiko Maas has like a bizarre obsession with like sneakers that he can't <laughs> show publicly. And like, Michael too. Michael too, yeah. <laughs> I guarantee head. that like if. This should be your. You, you should start again. I'm going to do. Should, you I'm should sell do out completely. You should get a show with one of the main broadcasters. Complex. You know, interviewing all of the politicians on their about drip their game. sneakers. Yeah. And their, and their drip game. Yeah, yeah. So like, yo, like. 
you know, Olaf Scholz, well, it's like, what it's are two you wearing? Parts. Like you do the podcast where you like assess like what happened this week in fashion yeah. in the Bundestag. And the video only shows the shoes the whole time because it would also be kind of a tell if they're nervous or not, right? So you'd have to like both have good looking shoes and confidence to not be like twittering, you know, like yeah. uh, twitching your foot the whole time. I think that what I'm going to do is I'm just going to go to German politicians and do the whole thing of like, do you know those videos of like people like doing their whole like bust down of like, you know how much their entire outfit is, and it's like like in a GQ thing, they'll be like jacket. Yeah, but there's like a guy who like did it for like during like he does it on like like they're on like TikTok or YouTube or whatever. And the thing that got really bad is that during the pandemic, they got more expensive. Like Drake during like uh, Drake ends up on his thing and has like a million dollar outfit during Corona, which is like pretty ridiculous. But uh, I want to do that. I want to go around to the <laughs> politicians. No, 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 no. Fourth not wave. That. No, 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 no. Like go up to Heiko Moss and be like, "Yo, like, what are you wearing? How much is it?" And he'd be like, "Oh, yo, like, you know, jacket, <laughs> uh, Givenchy, you know, five thousand. He can tell you now. He's not a public. He's not a elected. Yeah, uh, and, and then every time I want, he's not in the ministry. Is which party has the most expensive suits on average in the Bundestag? FDP. Hundred percent FTP. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. They but do they look the best? Oh, Does actually, no. Best? Wait, because uh, 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 there's, Ger- so, there's Ger- so much potential. Gerhard Schröder, <laughs> Gerhard Schröder literally earned the name the Brioni Bundeschancellor, which like Brioni is like an incredibly fancy well, Italian. He, he brought that maker. swag to the SPD. He must have racked up. He must have racked up a tab, and that's why he had to go to fucking. <laughs> <laughs> he had to go to fucking uh, Russia and Gazprom. Yeah. yeah. No, I want to do that though. Like, yeah, just oh God, I want, I want, I want to hear what Heiko Moss's swag voice is like because we know everyone has one. Like, ah, yeah, you know, like, <laughs> like you know, chain, uh, you know, forty k, uh, Roly, sixty uh, k, Chipotle, five dollars. <laughs> My the the reason I harp on the Great Reset theory <laughs> is because it's the only thing that to explains. Give you an hour, man. <laughs> yeah, it's the only thing that explains. The transition from, oh my God, Kevin's unstoppable rise, this left wing force. Like, why would he give up doing that if it got him to where he was in the party, right? If, if the media, maybe the media has no power, maybe it's all bullshit. Plausible explanation. But another explanation is to explain Kevin's shift to be like, all right, I'm just going to be a party functionary now. Like, I'll be against Devan Dagnan. Like, you know, why the, he would play the game because he's like, Olaf Schultz switched it up on me. Can't the media has lost its my whatever what I was cultivating well with this like media left personality is not as effective anymore. So I guess I got to stick to the party. And that's like, well, the landscape has changed. So I got to change with it is fundamentally climbing up in the party is what mattered. And maybe the media was was a route to that ascendancy. Maybe if it was more like Americanized, like he, he could like get it done that way. But, you know, there's a. Uh, I don't know. He had to. He had to kiss Olaf Scholz's ring. I feel like. Yeah, he did. There's it. no way around it. He did. Olaf Sch- and the, like the thing too that I uh, kind of also forgot is that Olaf Scholz is at least through this documentary to me a very interesting figure because he's mm-hmm. the only person within the party like functionaries of like higher level people who does not want to be on camera he's only seen once. with kevin once yes and it's during like a necessary photo shoot and kevin Kuna does like this awkward like yeah prayer hands emoji bow yeah he has this error of authority even when he's like kind of a nobody yeah he's in, very, like, in the doc- at least in the plot line of the documentary like so Schultz, you, I mean, you could also like, interpret the entire documentary as this fun useless playground of how you can act like oh the media narrative matters and then you know once you approach the 
the front of the train, like yeah. a Snowpiercer. Well, Olaf Scholz also shit. calls him once. Like, he calls him on the phone mm. once. I g- genuinely think that he just didn't want to, like, he... Uh, it could be the fact that then that because maybe Kevin didn't want him in it, you know, maybe they, they just do not get along. Like, that's just very well known. Um, so the fact of that, then the only time he appears is like for the two seconds and this incredibly awkward, um, you know, interaction between them and that he like, you know, hits him up on his cell phone being like, yo, like, how's the great, great reset going? You like, you want, you want, you, you wouldn't know you that in Kevin, the streets. You wouldn't know that Kevin didn't like Schultz by the way he acts at the end of it. Where he's just absolutely elated and it has this like giant like we did it energy yeah. at the end of it when the SPD wins the, the largest vote share of any party in the most recent election. And so it's like, well, which is it, right? And it's like, and I think the answer is like, he's your rival as long as he needs to be within the party to give you something to stand for. But then when it actually comes down to it, you don't care that much like, yeah. because that's a seat in the Bundestag for you. Yeah, Kevin in the Bundestag now, or yes, along with when does he take his seat? Seven other comrades of the Usos. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The German right government's weird because the new government gets issued in of because remember the seats don't change, mm-hmm. so the new seats have already been assigned, like assigned, and then the coalitions then can be built out of those. There's no like like there's no uh, reshuffling of people who made it in, you know. So yeah, Kevy's there. Kevy's there. He's hanging out here in Berlin still. Watch, watch this space. He's a rising talent. He'll he'll do something. It might be a little different. Maybe it was just maybe Corona just cut off his his first act. Maybe he had to accelerate the end game a little bit because you know I'm not posing the hypo- the the what's the fuck's that word the counterfactual counterfactual. Thank you. <laughs> um, that like oh he would have he would have been like this left insurgent, but I think it's interesting just how it played out with with kevin I mean, in maybe, the context of maybe all in the sense of because of coronavirus like because we are in a, like a bizarre accelerationist period of history because of a, a a pandemic maybe that could have been the factor why kev is just like yeah like a uh, fuck it like you know i'm gonna ditch this stuff faster than what is typically of you know yeah. commonplace which, which you could say is Savvy political maneuvering. Yeah, depending on Kevin Kuhnert's an acceleration, but in like one of the weirdest ways possible. And I think, yeah, earlier I sort of talked about the the disciplining effect of the media, right? In in how it features in the documentary. But it's like the documentary itself is almost a form of media discipline because it says to any rising young ambitious SPD lefty, "Well, this is how you do it." Yeah. You go, you say you want these bold things, you know, you maybe even break with some of the party elders and you get your little coalition fired up within the Usos. And then when it comes down to it, you bite the bullet, you move to the center, you support your, you know, chancellor candidate who has a certain, a number of high level accusations for massive amounts of fraud and corruption and is like a dyed in the wool neoliberal. Yeah. It's a good end of the day. That's what you do. And so it's like. It it like by by showing the cycle, it reinforces the cycle. It's a good journalist, bad journalist, because the bad journalist is like, you got to do it this way, and the good journalist is like, you want to be a star, kid? We can make you a star. Make you a star, Kevin. I'll see your name. Bright lights, New York bright City, bright lights in Dash Beagle, <laughs> Berlin City, baby. And the ba- bright lights now. of Kurfürstendamm. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um. Yeah. I. I mean, I don't know about you guys. They were able to see you from Moscow. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, I wish they had. I wish they did like at the Billy Brand house. I wish they had like giant portraits of mm. like whoever the the current leader is outside. Like I think that would add some. Yeah, that'd to be it. so cool. Billy Brand house is the SPD headquarters. I think we've been saying that over and over without yeah. saying no, what that just, is. It's just that <laughs> some some mf'er named Billy Brand lives there. They all it's SPD. got like a plaque and it's yeah. like he lived here with his mom. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 the fucking it's the SPD hype house. Just some dude named Billy. They just all hang out there. Mm. Not even yeah. Just don't 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 worry about it's it. SPD hype house. Just in <laughs> contradiction in terms. Of <laughs> Do we have any uh, any any predictions? Anything to say about the the coming SPD government? We're gonna on both of our podcasts. We'll have plenty of opportunities. But um, I want to shout anything out. I once again am hammering down on the fact of that uh, there is no leader other than the one true leader that I follow, which is still the Shai Hulud. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so just. Thought you might be going there. I just wasn't sure. I just am sort of sad that Schultz is leaving the finance ministry because when he was talking about a big fiscal stimulus, he said the word bazooka in a really funny way. <laughs> well, your boy, your boy's going to be in there now, right? There's going to be no bazooka for yeah. Lindner. So that, that's, it's, it's a, a, yeah, it's going to be like a little it's pellet gun. Be- yeah. Of what fiscal policy? Well, yeah. If, if if the if the Schultz thing was was a bazooka, then Lindner's is like a, a BB gun or something. Oh yeah, absolutely. We'll see. They're trying to they're trying to say some people that we've had on our podcast on like the serious sort of more economic wonk side of it are, are a bit excited about some of the proposals under the new government. But I think it's going to be like you know here you get to let loose and yeah, speak, it's, speak it's like it's like mind. a. Few people said, said this on Twitter that said seven times. <laughs> like Bi- Bidenism is finally Bidenism is finally coming to Europe, right? Where it's like a little more, a little more like creative ways and like like new forms of fiscal policy and some type of investments in a very like haphazard and uneven way, likely. But at the same time, it's accelerating this like hyper hawkish. Oh, oh, baby! Accelerating the like hyper hawkish foreign policy too. Oh yeah, like this is going to be. We've yes. got an all-girl squad uh, for what, defense, uh, Alson, and interior, and I forget the, the fourth one that has yeah. to do with so this. The, listeners the big security. three that have to do with NATSEC are all, yeah. are all girl bosses. So, so. The, to the, the listeners of Cornish Beatty who are massive fans of Nord Stream 2, it's not happening. I've, uh, you know, our dreams are crushed. We, we are going to organize the first... Um, pro pipeline protest, whereas yeah. rather than in like uh, you know in North America where people go and try to stop it from like yeah, yeah, yeah. destroying local water, we're gonna go to we're gonna go to Mac Palm and say build it now, yeah. build it now. <laughs> I guarantee you the state would agree. So <laughs> that is like a massive thing of income that's just not coming into the state anymore. Uh, uh, yeah, we'll get so. taken out by Germany's newly adopted unarmed uh, aerial vehicles. I think that's what UAV stands for. Yeah. Drones. Mm-hmm. We're gonna get droned. You see, you see we, those got, Euro- we got we got Luftwaffe drones. Y- you shared those Euro drones. Uh, oh yeah, I shared the picture Ooh. of the. We Euro talked about those drone. a long time ago when they were first. Uh, but there's like real purchase introduced. orders out now. Like they're happening. I bought a couple. Love, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, love, love, love to see a plan work out. You know. Yeah, you know so, NFTs. I just, I just like go going to so I just like going yeah. to Temple of a Fed and just you know play with a fucking predator <laughs> drone. <laughs> no, dude, they're not predators. This is European. I know. This is, this I'm is, telling you what I have at home. It's not those mean American drones. I know. I'm telling. You, but at home I have a predator drone. I'll be excited. Like I said, I pre-ordered. Okay, well, one. let's take our drones out on Sunday and like <laughs> and race. <laughs> May the best drone win. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Ted and I have a, com- a contest. How many weddings can we just destroy? <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, so you mentioned you have a podcast, Ted. I, feel I do. Yeah, I do have a podcast. But if you run it, or play the hits. Yeah. <laughs> if you want more Germany, um, I have a podcast that I do with my co-host, Michelle, called Spaß Bremse. Um, like these clever gentlemen, we also put a unique German character in our name to and make it hard for people to find. horrible. And then yep. you realize <laughs> weeks later, like, ah, oh, I can't change the <laughs> no name No one's going to find the name of my podcast anyway. Uh, yeah, so that's S-P-A-S-S. B R E M S E. And we, um, yeah, also like approach a left wing of German politics kind of perspective. We focus a bit more specifically on Germany and then the, the sort of the pan European, uh, you know, more cosmopolitan boys I'm with here. But yeah, we're, we're a little more provincial. And uh, we talk a lot about Germany and go through different issues, talking about things like how abortion rights have been historically extremely restrictive here or. Um, yeah, I talked about the economic policy side of it or why Germans love fake crank medicines and dressing up as Native Americans. So, yeah, we kind of cover a range of stuff in addition to some more some more newsy things. And I mean, you've probably heard from me if you're listening to this show. We've been on each other's <laughs> podcasts before. But yeah, in case you don't already, uh, check it out. Check and where it out. can it- people find you, Ted, if they're uh, not, uh, not already following you? You can find me on Twitter at Ted underscore Knutson. I think you can probably put that in the show notes, K-N-U-D-S-E-N, because uh, no one wants to spell that. <laughs> <laughs> if you uh, become a Spaßbrems a patron, you can, uh, we can like, you get a sticker. They, well, the, you get you get a one of the infant, one of the legendary. Actually, I had one in my uh, shoe this morning. Spaßbrems a sticker. Spaßbrems a sticker in your shoe. <laughs> um, we're recording this on Nicholas Talk. Happy Nicholas Talk, everyone. Yeah, happy um, name day to me. You can. Uh, we, um, I'm, you know, trying to become a member of the Spaßbrems a Patreon community, and so just, you are a member. Yeah, yeah, but like, yeah. like an active participant, like thriving. Oh, occur- yeah, like fostering us, discussion. Send and us like a, a ton of like DMs and stuff, yeah. and you can join. Damn, great point, Dad. Like, Michelle's mom was was really <laughs> cute. My co-host's mom, she joined uh, on a, on a high level tier, which was quite nice. And then she was uh, sending lots of uh, like questions, very earnest questions about the content. It was like why does Germany talk so much about digitalization? Like, is that a big problem there? We were like responding. It was like very wholesome interaction. So we, we want more of that from our, our patrons and subscribers. So yeah, that would be great. If I, you I listen to, you uh, to Cornish Beatty, you should get your parents to subscribe to Spassbremse so that they, you, then you two can talk about European politics. We are slightly more parent friendly maybe than you guys. We're not that like we're not that that that, that bad of a podcast. I think that we're 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 good family. Wasn't fun. your wasn't your whole thing today about uh, Adam Driver fucking? Wasn't that your episode that you released today? Wasn't <laughs> Did you that the listen whole to thing? It yet? No, I just <laughs> saw it on Twitter. I haven't listened to it yet. What? No. We have a lot of. Weird, I mean, <laughs> I mean, well, parents probably like that, but I mean, it's it's like I said, good wholesome family fun for everyone over the age of what fifteen. Good. Yeah. yeah, from the ages of fifteen to seventeen, people love our pod, love, <laughs> love our topics. They think we're hilarious. Do you guys have stats on your listeners? Probably, but, yeah. Uh, but ours are like there. It's just it's me. It's like the seventy five percent of people are just me. That like it's like between like twenty five and thirty four, and male are like seventy five. The real dudes. It's, the, it's I was like cool. My my yeah. podcast attracts only people like me. With the so. real Ted Knudsen, please stand up. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Anyway, uh, on that note, then we will see you guys all on Wednesday for the bonus episode. No, well, it comes out Friday. Wednesday. Whatever Friday. Yeah, sorry <laughs> for the bonus episode. We uh, Kieran's gonna. Str-
Oh, what the fuck? No, I, and, I don't even know what's gonna happen. Yeah. And also, <laughs> all, of, all of your fans, we we would love we would love a little. I personally would love a little like adoration and support for this because this is the second time recording this episode. We did it for two hours last mm, time, yeah. plus the hours of this. So we're coming up on about ten hours of dedication <laughs> to, to Ted. Kevin Kuna. Uh, yeah, no, no, not Kevin. not to me, not to me. I just mean collectively, we have invested like over one full day of man hours in yeah in uh in producing this so it's a it's a triumph i would say all right we'll see you guys all then on friday then not wednesday Bye. thanks for having me on guys <laughs>